0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Oscar Barkas here with my buddy Sam McFadden. And welcome to the fifth episode of the SOS Spanish Football Podcast.
1: So, Sam and I are both feeling a little bit under the weather, so we might sound a little different this time. And if you hear us coughing, um, that's just what it is. Um, today, we're going to, this should be a little bit shorter of an episode because we don't have to run through any of our top 12 at any position. Um, but we're excited this week because.
0: NFL football is back, baby. It's back after the the uh, the longest wait in the world. Every year it seems those six it's months, finally those seven over.
1: months between the Super Bowl and the regular season, and we'll kick it off this week with the Packers at the Rams or Packers at the Bears, excuse me, at Soldier Field um, Thursday night, which should be a really good game. So this episode, like I said, it's gonna be a little shorter. All we're gonna do is run through our news and then go through um some start sits of the week so we split up all 16 games we each took eight games and then chose someone to either start or sit for each game so we're going to get started with the news Um, and the first is a big one slash big multiple it's a set of trades Um, so the texans traded Jadavion Clowney for a third round pick and two backup linebackers then traded two first-round picks and a second-round pick for Laramie Tunzel and Kenny Stills, and then traded one of their backup offensive uh, guards, Martinez Rankin, for Carlos Hyde, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to let you start. I'm going to let you give a reaction.
0: Uh, I, I was definitely shocked, to say the least, when all this was going down. I mean, the Texans were pretty quiet for for. The weeks, Entire off season, and then and then one day comes along and it's totally different. Um, the Jadavian Clowney trade—you know, a lot of people say they got fleeced, and, which they did. And they did, but, but they had to. They had. They had to move on from him. He didn't want really <clears throat> to play for the team, so you know, and not a lot of fantasy inf- implications with that, uh, unless you're talking defenses, and we don't really talk defenses on yeah. this podcast. Um, and then the the deal with. The Dolphins is probably the biggest one for for fantasy wise that I care about. Um, they gave up two firsts and a second for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills. I I don't think Kenny Stills. I don't think it changes his value a ton. Maybe makes him a little bit better. I think it makes him a little more consistent. A little probably. more consistent, maybe. Um, I think that it hurts if other uh, Texans wide receivers. If it, you know, if one of the Texas wide wide receivers get hurt gets hurt, which at this point, you know, I expect. you probably expect it, then Kenny Stills uh, would definitely be an intriguing option with Deshaun Watson. Uh, but the bigger deal is that Laramie Tunzel's in town, so they now have a left tackle. Uh, excuse finally. you, the
1: biggest deal is Carlos Hyde's
0: in town. Jeez. Oh, so horrible. Carlos Hyde is bad at football, so I don't think that changes anything.
1: Yeah, but going back to Laramie Tunzel, that's a huge addition for the offense, brings in... A pretty consensus I've seen top five, top seven left tackle, and he's young. Texans mortgaged a lot of our future. I say are because I'm a Texans fan for this um, trade, but we had to do something to improve that offensive line because we have our franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. So to kind of close up our thoughts on these deals, I'm going to read out this tweet that I saw that I thought was really funny the other day. So the Texans' moves over the past few weeks are hilarious, have zero regard for value, and prove that having a general manager is necessary for an NFL team. So that's said because the Texans currently have a general manager by committee headed by our head coach Bill O'Brien. Right. um, Which we both think is horrible. But the end of the tweet is also the 2019 Texans have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than they did before the trades happened. I agree with that. Yeah, it's our defense got a lot worse, but that doesn't matter for fantasy. I think our offense is going to be a lot better um, with Kenny Stills now in town. There's a lot of weapons, um, so you're not going to find anyone super consistent outside of Hopkins and most likely Duke Johnson. But there, every wide receiver is going to have a few boomer bust weeks. Um, Kiki Kuti, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills are all going to have those. Weeks where they have a hundred yards and a touchdown—it's um, just going to be hard to predict. I—I
0: don't—I'm I don't, know not so sure that um, that Kenny Stills, barring an injury, will ever will will have a game with over a hundred yards for the Texans. That's fair. I mean, I don't think I don't yeah. think he'll be on the field enough to be doing that, barring barring a huge play or an injury. I don't think he'll be on the field enough to have. A hundred yards A big game you Yeah, know? that's fair And people aren't going to be playing him week in week out no. To get those games anyway No so.
1: And we'll get into um, I added that as part of my start sits Some of the Texans wide receivers So we'll talk about that a little bit later um, Our next piece of news is Zeke The deal is finally done You want to talk about it? Thank
0: the Lord Finally Finally listen yes. we talked about uh, the Texan your Texans having a better better odds to win the title now that these deals have been done. Holy crap this is huge for the Cowboys. yeah huge. Um, I think this deal without Zeke I think we the Cowboys you know would have had a hard time for sure making the playoffs, let alone going anywhere. I think this takes them over the top. I think this makes their offense way better. Way way better. Um, it certainly helps Dak out Yeah, um, I like the look of this offense a lot more With him in it I think that you can fire him up As most likely The RB1 on the season uh, He'll definitely be one of those he's top mine. 3 or 4 he's guys He's one um, You don't have to worry about him He's back, he's playing, he's with the team That offensive line is great So even if he has a little bit of rust It's not going to take long to be To be right back to who he's always been Yeah, and to go back, the deal is six years, $90
1: million, and that's an extension. So that adds on to the two years on the contract that he already had. So he's now signed for eight years, $103 million, which is a lot of time and money for a running back, but I don't think it matters. I think the Cowboys are looking to win now and win a Super Bowl in the next three years, and they need Zeke. The way this team is constructed, the Cowboys need Zeke. And to go along with what Sam said about the offensive line, They also uh, just signed Lyle Collins to a deal which makes the top four out of the five Cowboys offensive line starters, which is one of the top offensive lines in the league, four out of those five guys are signed through at least 2023. Um, Mm -hmm. So they are really playing to win in the next three years. And that deal for Lyle Collins only makes Zeke better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they, some beat writers have come out saying that he's expected to get 20 to 25 reps week one reps is a tough word in the fantasy community because it, it can mean snaps or it can mean touches. And for Zeke, he's normally going to get more than that touches wise. Um, So I think it's touches.
0: It's absolutely touches. They're going to be running out. He'll be out there for the majority of the plays. He'll be touching the ball. He'll be catching the ball. He'll be running it up the middle, over the side, every which way. It's the Giants. That is not an imposing defense. I don't think they're afraid to put him out there. They just paid him more money than they wanted to pay him. Yes. They're
1: going to use him. How do you feel about Carlos? I mean, excuse
0: me, Tony Pollard, though, now. Tony Pollard, I mean... that's tough i mean he's not gonna get much run he's not gonna be usable unless zeke is gone yeah i think you can probably drop him honestly if he's a zeke owner i could see you holding him but zeke doesn't have an injury history you can't count on him getting injured i don't know why you would yeah i think you can drop him i
1: think if you're a zeke owner at this point you probably spent a sixth or seventh round pick on him depending on when you drafted on tony pollard I would keep him just because you spent that much on the handcuff and that way if Zeke happens to go down which god forbid he doesn't he most likely won't um, that way you for sure have the handcuff Um, but if you own him and don't own Zeke drop him or see if you can get any value out of the Zeke owner but your gamble did not pay off Um, it sucks but you got to move on Um, our next little bit of information other running back that was that still is holding out. The Chargers have announced that extension talks are over with Melvin Gordon. He's still free to seek out a trade or show up if he wants to, but that's the they will not sign him
0: before this year is over. No, and uh, the talk around town is that they they did receive one offer from the Eagles, which entailed Jordan Howard and a pick swap uh, for Melvin Gordon. That's not enough. Yeah, Um, uh, I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be coming back until he absolutely has to, if at all. Uh, I could totally see him holding out the the whole year and just keep looking for a trade until someone coughs up the right deal. And uh, eventually the Chargers are probably just going to say, screw it and take what they can get. Yeah,
1: Um, I think the Chargers probably laughed at the Eagles because part of the reason that they're fine with Melvin Gordon holding out is they feel like they have two competent backup running backs in Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, so they're not going to look for another running back. They're probably looking for either picks. I heard it's about a first and a fifth round pick right now, or um, a player that can impact be an impact somewhere else on the team, most likely offensive line or secondary. Um, so that's, I mean, that'll be a season, and that'll be a bit of news that progresses all season. Melvin Gordon has to show up by week ten, otherwise he gets, he doesn't get his accrued season, which means um, he will not be a free agent after this year. So I think he's hopefully going to try and get that trade in before week ten. Otherwise he'll show up and just not play. Um, but that's that on Melvin Gordon. Our next bit is some big time wide receivers. Amari Cooper found, was a full participant in practice, whereas Stefan Diggs missed with a hamstring. And finally, Antonio Brown is at practice, and he's found a helmet. So those are three pretty much wide receiver ones, if not wide receiver high wide receiver twos. What's your
0: take on these? <laughs> uh, the biggest take is, is that Antonio Brown can hopefully... Just be quiet now. I, I, I'm. I mean, I'm tired. I don't know about you, but I'm tired about oh, hearing tired. about this helmet. I think everyone in the fantasy community and the football community is tired of hearing about the helmet. Um, I think that when this came out, I think everyone just collectively rolled their eyes at it. Yeah, and just, the, the
1: really horrible thing about this is Zenith is paying Brown to wear their helmet. Um, there are no terms on the deal has have come out. But basically there was a bidding war by all these lower tier helmet companies saying antonio we have the technology that that the nfl is requiring right now but we'll also alter the helmet to fit your needs let us pay you to wear this and so he signed with this zenith shadow the zenith corporation who don't make helmets for a lot of people around the league mm-hmm. um, but he took it because he feels
0: like it will make him good uh, the other thing is Stefan Diggs missing with a hamstring it's just another hamstring issue to worry about we've said it every episode so far I'm pretty sure hamstring in- it- injuries are really tricky yeah they linger so definitely if you own Stefan Diggs like if he's if they come out and say that he's definitely playing fire him up get him out there but if they don't and it's iffy just watch because it could be a game time decision yeah you gotta
1: watch and the Vikings do play on Sunday. Um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, later. No, I think it's a 12 o'clock game. If not, it's a 3.35 game. Um, I can check that right now. But just put um, Stefan Diggs in your flex. Move someone else on your bench. If you have people playing the 12 o'clock games, move them up so you have some flexibility if he's a game-time decision and is out. These situations are always tricky, like you said, Sam. And the horrible thing is... Stefan Diggs is a wide receiver one when he's healthy. Regardless of how good Adam Thielen is, they both, if they're passing, both Vikings wide receivers are really good. Um, we'll just see. The Amari Cooper news is really good. The uh, plantar fasciitis issue looks like it's not going to bother him that much. But that's it for the wide receivers. I'm going to go back and say um, so the Vikings Falcons game is at 12. So you really don't have a whole lot of. Flexibility. You just need to, you know, watch the news closely. And if you're getting skittish, maybe don't play him. Right. Um, next bit of news Giants are planning a massive role for Evan Ingram.
0: And I don't see how they can't. Yeah, I feel like this is just. If, even if they didn't come out and say this, I feel like everyone already knows this is coming. Yeah, he is the most talented receiver they got. Yeah, out there, especially Golden Cates S- I mean,
1: suspended the first four weeks. Sterling
0: Shepard's injury. Yeah, he's injured. coming. He's coming off injury. I and I mean he's he's a talented wide receiver. Some people haven't pegged for a breakout this season, but I think that Evan Ingram is going to be the better receiver. I think uh, I think he gets open more often. If you watch tape of Evan Ingram. He is always open. Always. He's over the middle of the field, always takes it, takes the
1: catch a long way. He's a big leader in yards after the reception. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, I think this just means he's going to be the secondary option uh, receiver on the team. <laughs> yeah. Number one being Saquon Barker. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. I mean... If there's anyone to trust on the Giants' offense week one besides Saquon, and Evan Ingram. You paid that price for him, start him. And this is just more confirmation that you probably made the right decision. Um, so some tumultuous backfields we've had all season look a lot clearer now. Um, Kenyon Drake and Matt Breda have both been listed as the number one running back for their team on the
0: depth chart. How do you feel? Uh, happy, with the, happy with the news for both those guys. I think Kenyon Drake is the more talented guy in... Uh, in Miami uh, We'll see how that plays out I have a feeling it'll be closer to a 50-50 split I agree And uh, I think it'll hurt both of those players um, A little bit But it's a start you know. Yeah, It's a yeah. start If, if Keenan Drake actually is more talented Then I could see him kind of start to pull away As the season progresses uh, Which is what you would hope for The Matt Breda thing um, Frankly I don't no, if I put that much behind that one, I'd, I still think Tevin Coleman gets used more on in week one. I don't know. Matt, Matt Braden might get the start, honestly. He might get the first touch. But honestly, if I had to put my money down right now, even with this news, I'd say Tevin Coleman gets more work week one. I think it'll be, like you said with the Miami backfield, it'll be about
1: 50-50. But I think especially in the 49ers situation, even in the Miami situation too. Both both sets of guys are people that you can start in your flex. Um, Kenyon, or Kalen Ballage is the least out of the four. Um, but Kenyon Drake, Matt Breda, and Tevin Coleman are all guys, especially with their week one game. Well, Except the, for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, the Dolphins do play the Ravens. Um, but I would still start him. The 49ers play the Buccaneers, which should be a great game for both Breda and Coleman. Um, we'll just see how it shakes out. I think it'll probably be a timeshare for both situations all year. Um, next little tidbit of news Trey Burton, questionable for week one. I don't. <laughs> he, he's one of those guys where you had to draft him pretty high for a lower tier tight end one. And so he wasn't someone that I was ever looking at. And this just confirms that why draft one of those guys, especially on an offense that really doesn't use the
0: tight end a whole bunch. Yeah, I people are so excited about him coming into the last year. It's I just I haven't seen anything from him with the Bears to tell to show me that he has a chance to be one of those upper tier guys, and that's what I'm looking for with a tight end. Um, I don't think if he's your starter. It's really not that big a loss if he doesn't play. Um, just pick a cube, pick a tight end, excuse me, up off of the waiver wires that has a better matchup and play him. Uh, you'll be you'll be just fine without Trey Burton. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the news that's come out in the
1: last day or two since we haven't recorded since last Wednesday. We have some other news from the past week. Um, less pressing. I'm going to skip through some of these because they're not very impactful. Um, the Bills cut LaShawn McCoy, and then he was signed by the Chiefs. Um, I think that's good news for the Bills' backfield. Frank Gore, ageless Frank Gore, becomes a running back two-slash-flex play, most likely for the first few weeks as Devin Singletary gets his feet set. Um, Devin Singletary is the running back that they drafted in the fifth round, I believe. I believe maybe. it was the fifth round. Um And he's looked really good this preseason, but he's still... The team has said he's still getting his feet set. He's still very green. Um,
0: So look for more Frank Gore. I, I think Frank Gore would be involved. I am a little more confident in Devin Singletary. I think he'll... I do not think it'll take him very many weeks to be the one on that team, and I think he'll get a lot of work uh, throughout the year with that team. And I, I think agree. He'll, he'll, be a, he'll, he'll be a good fantasy asset to own if you do. Yeah,
1: later in the season, though. I, I probably wouldn't even touch the Bills' backfield the first few weeks, especially considering some of the games they play. Um,
0: but that's it for the Bills' backfield. How do you feel about the Chiefs' backfield? Uh, I feel worse about everyone involved now. Um Andy Reid came out and said that Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy were both starters. Starting options, yeah. So, you know, that gives us nothing. If if anything, it just you know, it's 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 killed a lot of Damian Williams' uh, momentum that he had. Uh, Darwin Thompson is almost unownable at this yeah. point, and Lashawn McCoy is. You know, can you can you tell me? Can you? Tell me, with 100% confidence right now, out of Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy, who gets more touches in that offense? No. No. It's like... Yeah. And the crazy thing is, Damian Williams has played,
1: has touched the ball in his career a sixth of the time, that Le, or a sixth of the shares that Lashawn Le, McCoy has had, which is understandable concerning, considering the fact that Lashawn McCoy has played a lot more years, but considering... The fact that LaShawn McCoy was Andy Reid's best running back for a few great years with the Eagles, Mm -hmm. um, this just makes me feel bad about that whole backfield. I don't own a whole lot of shares in either backfield. It's just something you got to watch play out. The Chiefs are really good, and their running backs are always uh, rosterable.
0: Yeah, it's just all three of these guys are going to be used. All three of these guys are going to get work. Even Darwin Thompson. I mean, Darwin Thompson less so, but he's going to be involved for sure. They spent the draft capital on him. They're going to use him, and they have liked what they saw. Um, and I just I can't tell you a situation where three running backs being regularly involved has resulted in a really good running back.
1: Yeah. Uh, we talked about with the Dolphins and the 49ers, um, two running backs is something that you can um, look to, especially in good offenses. Two running backs can be supported – as fantasy options. When it gets to three, even with this high power Chiefs offense, it's never been done before. Um, so it's hard to imagine this being a good news. Um, I'm going to skip some of these cuts because they really aren't that impactful. The last two bits of news um, Eagles announced their depth chart and they cut down a lot of their running backs from the last two, few years. Um, they're down to Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Darren Sproles, and Corey Clement. So Corey
0: Clement made the team. Surprising. Surprising uh, for sure. I don't think he'll see much work at all. No, no. (laughs) Darren Sproles will be on the field a little bit. I doubt he'll be on the field very much either. Um, It'll be Howard and Sanders. Yeah, and we both agree that Miles Sanders is the more talented back and should be
1: the back to own as you approach the end of the year.
0: I, I agree I agree that he's the more talented back. I have started to change my mind about who he should own. I think that this will be a timeshare throughout the entire season. I don't think Miles Sanders will run away with this job. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't. I Jordan Howard, he can't catch the ball is the real problem, but he's proven the last three years to be a good runner. Yeah, he love the league in rushing in this rookie season. I, you know, I, could, I could definitely see him... Getting a lot of the red zone opportunities yeah, with the team, so I think it'll balance out kind of. Um, I still like Miles Sanders more, but I'm, yeah, and I'm, it's I'm growing on Howard for it, sure.
1: It's a good offense, which proves that it can sustain two running backs if the Eagles end up running the ball, which they won't unless they're winning, which they probably will be a lot. They will be a lot, but they they're not a they're a pass first team for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, the last bit of news is... Yes, I saw you add this as we're talking through this. So I've seen this a couple places that some beat reporters have a feeling that Julio Jones, if he doesn't get a new deal before their game, which is on Sunday, that he might decide to hold out of the game. Um, Crazy. I haven't heard anything from the... Nothing's come out from the team or from Julio himself. This is just beat reporters... So this this could just all be conjecture. It could it could he could just be a full go, uh, come the game, and I'm uh, not saying you shouldn't play Julio Jones. Just you be know, be cautious. If if you have him on your team, don't just pay attention to uh, to the news the next couple of days and watch out for him because it could totally happen if it does you might get stuck with him in your roster for zero points. Yeah, and this doesn't mean trade him necessarily because he's always
1: been one of those guys that will play because he knows that the owner of the Falcons loves having Julio Jones and will always pay him how much he wants. Um, He's waiting on this deal. It hurt him that A.J. Green got injured because the team did not sign him to a deal, and they've always been players that sign deals at the same time at about the same value because they're the same age about the same talent um
0: but watch out like you said Sam, just just something to watch over the coming days um i don't know i don't know how much you should put into it just
1: yeah i mean we're looking out um so that's our news section um thanks for holding out through all of that news our next bit will be a little bit more fun and this is start sits and so like i said we each picked someone to start or sit in all 16 games so Sam picked half of the ga- for half of the games and I picked for half of the games. So why don't you get us started?
0: Yeah, I will. Uh, my first game is the <laughs> Cowboys versus the Giants. And this might seem like a no-brainer to to some to most of you out there, but I've seen a couple of you out on Twitter wondering about this. Start Ezekiel Elliott. His note on the document is Start Zeke Animals all caps. It just Don't don't get, fantasy football your starting decisions. It don't get fancy. No, with your with your star players. Don't don't try and. There's a reason you draft him in the top three rounds. Play Zeke. He's going to be on the field for the majority, large majority game, if not the whole game. He's going to get almost all the work and it's not like he's rusty he's been out in where Cabo or he's been working his butt off
1: yeah with Marshall Falk one of the best running backs ever he's been training like crazy he looks really good the team says he looks really good and they're not going to come out and say before he's even practiced that he's going to get 20 to 25 reps
0: unless they're confident that he will plus they just paid the man the most a (laughs) running back has ever gotten paid Jay Jones is not going to give that type of money and not have the player play. Yeah. So... he's like I said, he's my
1: RB1. Um, the Giants' defense is very um, okay, and Zeke should be able to manhandle them. Um, my first game is the Bears versus Packers, so that's our Thursday night game. And this is might come as some, uh, a shock to some of you, but... I wrote down, sit any Green Bay wide receiver not named Devontae Adams. And I say that this might come as some a shock to some of you because the fantasy community and even we have been hyping up Geronimo Allison and um, uh,
0: Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Valdez
1: Scantling. But the Bears' defense is one of the top defenses in the league. They have three great corners. And Devontae Adams is the only one with an actual rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Um I think he'll be hyper targeted week one, so this is a little bit of a start, Devonte Adams. But you're starting him regardless. Um, but I would be cautious with the other Green Bay wide receivers. Uh,
0: I would too. I just uh, I I would sit the other Green Bay Packers wide receivers for sure. It's just if you're backed into a corner really, and you don't have a lot of options at wide receiver, I would definitely pick Allison over MVS in this uh, in this deal. He's come He's playing out of the slot, and the Bears slot corner is definitely their weakest corner on oh, the yeah. team. They so, lost
1: Bryce Callahan to the Broncos over the offseason. It was their great slot corner. Um so start Geronimo if you have to. If you have to, yeah. Um, definitely
0: definitely sit him if you can. Sam, you want to go to the next game? <clears throat> yeah, the Dolphins versus the Ravens. Start Lam- start Lamar Jackson. Uh the Miami defense was bad to begin the offseason. They've just purged a lot of their I can't tell you how many linebackers they got rid of in the last couple weeks. Yeah, linebackers and defensive ends. They've just been purging. And they still have, you know, they're better players. But Lamar Jackson, if there is a defense that he can throw against. It's Miami. It's Miami. Their
1: their only good players are Xavier Howard, their star cornerback. And Minka Fitzpatrick, their second year uh, safety out of Alabama, who's pretty good also. But... If they like you said, if there's a team that Lamar Jackson's gonna torch, it's gonna be the Dolphins. Um, I'm gonna move into my next game, uh, the Browns versus the Titans. So they're playing in Cleveland, and the Browns' defensive line front seven—I don't know if you
0: knew—is
1: very good. Oh,
0: it's so good! It's oh. ridiculous.
1: They, of course, they have Miles Garrett. They traded for uh, what's his name from the Giants. Oh, Olivier oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they have Emmanuel
0: Ogba uh, And uh, Sheldon Richardson
1: Oh my god I forgot about him so, you. know. so that's their starting That's their defensive line <laughs> And then they have ridiculous linebackers Also there's not A huge weak spot on this defense And for that reason I'm sitting Derek Henry you're already Sitting pretty much every other Titans Player and this is just Another one to add to the list this sucks because he was a pretty high draft pick on most teams um, but i'm not confident they're playing in cleveland the dog pound that defensive front seven looks incredible
0: yeah this game could get ugly pretty quickly if the browns get up the titans are going to have to throw the ball to get back i don't have and any faith in derek henry cannot catch he the ball he can't catch the ball and i don't have faith in them catching up and then running the ball so yeah yeah he's he's a no for me this week all right. Uh next matchup is the Jets versus the Bills. And I'm saying sit Devin Singletary. After you just hyped him up? I just hyped him up. I know. I might be con- I some people might think I'm contradicting myself. Listen. The same people that were saying that they might sit Zeke are the, are the people saying they want to start Devin Singletary. Oh, yeah, They're trying to get smart with us. They're trying to outplay us. Just because LaShawn McCoy left doesn't mean Devin Singletary is outright going to get you know twenty five touches week one. No, he's not ready for that. Not to mention the fact that he's going up against uh, that he's going up against the Jets, who just drafted a pretty pretty quality <laughs> interior <laughs> defensive lineman in Kenny, yeah, he's Kenny right. Williams. Uh, and I think he'll he has a real chance to be de- the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, And I don't think he'll have a – I I do think he'll have a field day against these running backs when they try to run through the middle. Um, And this may come as a surprise to you, but I think this game's going to be a pretty big shootout. I
1: think both quarterbacks are going to be slinging down the field. They're those top first-round draft picks from last year. Both offenses look a lot better. And Devin Singletary coming out of college, the one knock besides his size was he can't catch the ball very well. And so they're going to use their third running back, TJ Yeldon, One of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. Um, I think that this is going to be... I don't don't see Devin Singletary getting a lot of touches. Um, My next game is the Vikings versus the Falcons. So they're playing in Minnesota. And the Falcons' defense is not good. Um, It was not good last year. That was due to a lot of injuries. They've got most of their players coming back. They lost cornerbacks. They've Their uh, linebackers aren't very good besides, um, what's his name, Jones, Dante, no. J- no. Um, they have Vic Beasley Jr. as well. They do, on, on their defensive line. Um, but I couldn't name a single corner on the team uh, because Robert Alford left. I think they've got the safety, Keanu Neal, who's really good, but... I think that both Vikings wide receivers are going to have a field day on this defense. Um, we have talked about all offseason, the Vikings are moving more run heavy, but I think that this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And so as long as Stefan Diggs is playing, which is something we said to watch, I think both Viking wide receivers are starts. Yeah, I think
0: I think you can start both of them and, and you don't have to worry about it, but... Um... This game in general is going to be a shootout. Um, the only way it isn't is if the Vikings really clamp down, and I just think that the Falcons have too many weapons for that. The Falcons are too good. Matt Ryan's too good. For so, it. so I think it'll be a shootout for sure. A um, lot, a lot of points being scored here. Try and get a piece of it. Uh, watch the Julio news. You know, fire up Dalvin Cook if you can. It's yeah, it's so, going to be a good so game to, like I to, said, to watch.
1: My starts are the Vikings' wide receivers, but most players playing in this game most offensive
0: players playing in this game are going to be pretty good right Uh, the next game is the Panthers versus the Rams and my uh, my note here is actually start everyone except for the defenses because this game is going to be the closest we get uh, in week one to a 50 burger 50 burger was coined last year Chiefs Rams I love and you think it's going to come back love that love that term one of my favorite football terms for sure um, so you think both teams And What this means is both teams <coughs> are going to score 50 points Yeah, close to it Hey, if you're a betting person Take the over on whatever the point I have no I, idea I what agree. it is Take the over Completely. Listen, you're already starting every uh, offensive player on the Rams team uh, In most matchups The Panthers defense Except for the front seven Isn't super intimidating Um, So fire those guys up I think they're going to be coming out with a lot of new looks the way they're going to be changing up Todd Gurley's usage and stuff both
1: offenses
0: uh yeah no kidding I think and I think the Panthers are going to spread the ball out better than they did last year I think it, it's going to be a lot easier to throw the ball this year with the emergence of, of Curtis Samuel and uh DJ Moore getting better and you know Camden and Christian McCaffrey, you can count on those guys to put up points so. yeah and,
1: and, and like you said start everyone um my next game that i put a note on is the eagles versus the redskins um i think that this is going to be a blowout pretty quickly and so my note is start both eagles running backs we talked about miles sanders versus jordan howard earlier i think both are going to get plenty of touches this first game it's versus the redskins who have a lot of
0: concerns all over the all over the team Yeah, absolutely. Um, I could easily—I can see it right now, the Eagles coming out first drive with an 80-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. And it just— Easily. Ends the game at the beginning. So I could—you know, Doug Peterson is a smart guy. He takes advantage of the opportunities he's given. And this could be one of the opportunities to say, hey, I've got two running backs. Let's see what we got. Run them out every other drive, or switch them out and stuff. See what they can do. Give them a pass or two. Give them a give them a rush. Oh or two. yeah, yeah. Just see test it out. If you're gonna test
1: your new running backs against the team, the the uh,
0: Redskins are as good of a team as any to test them against. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game is the Chargers versus the Colts. Uh, this should be an interesting matchup. We should we'll get to see a Jacoby Brissett um, back again. I'm saying sit T.Y. Hilton, though. And this might hurt a lot to hear for those of you that spent second or third round picks on T.Y. Hilton. I know you guys have already been kicked by the Andrew Luck news, but... This is a tough matchup. I think that the game won't... I don't think the game will be a runaway by any means. I don't think so either. Um, Colts' which team might is too honestly, good. Which it might honestly work Against to T.Y. Hilton's T.Y. Hilton. detriment. Um, so you got that to worry about and also TY Hilton is being going to be shadowed by uh, a little corner named uh Casey Hayward who is, all right. if you don't know Casey Hayward he is probably a top 5 corner in the league. Yeah. That's going it's going to be a very very difficult day for TY Hilton. Um I think he he will be somewhere in the round in the range of 30 to 40 yards the day hopefully a touchdown in there but maybe it's, it's hard to ask for um, we'll
1: see i will say I, I completely agree with you my note on ty hilton is don't think that this is a thing that lasts all season we've really oh, never no, no, seen no, no, no. jacoby brissett in action as a colts quarterback we saw him two years ago but that was with that chuck pagano offense frank reich is now the coach he's a lot more creative Jacoby Brissett got to sit behind Andrew Luck, watch him all of last season, watch him be a top three quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jacoby should be pretty good. Not he's he's not one of those replaceable level replacement level backups. Mm-hmm. He jumps into the top twenty to twenty five quarterbacks, which hurts to hear. But if you, I mean, him running the Colts offense. I think T.Y. Hilton should be okay. He takes a hit for sure, but don't let this one bad ranking week one um, hurt your ranking of him all season. Right. Um, The next game is the Jaguars versus the Chiefs, and this is going to hurt to hear for everyone that drafted the Jacksonville Jaguars defense in the 10th or 11th round way too early. Um, You're going to have to sit the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. They're playing the Chiefs. And you knew that before you drafted them, that they were playing the best offense in the league, so you shouldn't have drafted them, um, and you've got to look for another option for this week one game.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean, if anyone has a chance to do well against the Chiefs, Jaguars are up there, but... You yeah, know, we saw it all all year last year. Didn't the matter Chiefs what scored, the Chiefs scored their points. Did they get their points no matter what defense they played, They got so, their points. This seems like a no brainer. All right, the next game is the Cardinals versus the Lions, and this is another one of those games. It's pretty similar to the Panthers Rams, but it's uh, a little more one sided. If you have any any offensive starter on the Lions side of the ball, start them. Yeah. I'm talking Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, Karyon Johnson, even Matthew Stafford. I'm fine with playing him. I'm fine with if you, if you drafted a quick QB and you don't like his first week matchup. Matthew Stafford should look pretty good. He should look This does not mean good. start TJ T. Hawkinson. Duh, he is the exception. Uh, I would not start TJ Hawkinson. I wouldn't touch CJ Anderson yeah. for sure. Um, but Patrick Peterson is suspended for, for the first six, six games. games of the of the year. And after him There's, the Cardinals defense in general.
1: Yeah, they like I is, talked about with the Falcons. He's full of The force. Falcons lost. Robert Alford ended up signing with the Cardinals. Even so, he ranked as one of the bottom cornerbacks in the league last year. They drafted Byron Jones in the second round, cornerback who also has some question marks. They're they're piecing together this defense against which should be a pretty decent Lions offense. Right.
0: It, it should be a lot better. I mean, you know, Matthew Stafford apparently was throwing all last year with a broken back. So I, I have no doubt in my mind that this will be an improved offense, uh, and they'll have no problem moving the ball against the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Yeah. The one thing that helps the Cardinals is they're playing at home. I don't think it helps their defense too much. But look for Kyler Murray to look at least decent. Um, the Lions defense is a top Twenty to fifteen unit probably. Yeah, they're all right. Um, they're pretty good, but Kyler Murray should look all right. Let's. I'm excited to see this Cardinals offense in their
0: first week, and they're at home. So. Yeah, I'm just. I'm a, I'm a little cautious to play Kyler Murray in this game, only because it's the first game. Yeah, that's fair. And, and there's guys on the waivers that I kind of know what I'm getting in. Yeah. with good matchups. So. Fair. Um, next game that I'm going to talk about <laughs> is the
1: Seahawks versus the Bengals. And the Bengals, another one of those teams that they're piecing together a lot of that team. Um, A.J. Green's going to be out. Their offense is going to struggle, um, especially against this new, newly improved Seahawks defense, which is Davion Clowney. So my start is Tyler Lockett. Um, this could also be a sit most of your Bengals, but I think Tyler Lockett's going to have a field day against the Bengals defense at least for the first few quarters when they still need to throw the ball. I think after a while they'll probably just be running with Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, but uh, Tyler Lockett could easily have two big breakout plays that make him a wide receiver one this week.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's no one there's no one on that Bengals uh, secondary that's really scary. Pff, scary or anything like that, Tyler Lockett's Hyper, shown to be hyper efficient, um, and there is no healthy non-rookie
1: wide receiver on the Seahawks right now. Right, so start Tyler
0: Lockett. All right, uh, Patriots versus Steelers. I'm gonna have to say we sit Dante Moncrief on this one. I think this will be a really good game, one of the better games to watch for sure. Um, and I would, and I'm, and I'm a little worried about Juju as well. But I think that Juju is too good not to get oh, yeah. not to get his during this game. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a long game, I and he's think. one of those top tier guys. You start your studs, right, right, right. Um, he is going up against Stephon Gilmore, which was rated, who was rated as the number one cornerback last year. So really tough matchup for him. But but like but Stephon Gilmore um, only played about fifteen percent of his snaps in the slot last year, and that's where Juju makes Thrives. Juju makes most of his uh, points up. So I wouldn't be too worried about him. Dante Moncrief, uh, on the other hand, and by proxy James Washington, really, I would and Deontay start, Johnson, any other wide receiver, know, any other wide receiver on the uh, on the Steelers, uh, I would stay away from this week. It's going to be a, a really the. This is another one of those things. People like to get smart. They always say, "Oh, well, the Patriots' defense always seems to start out bad." So I'll, I'll play the I'll play the uh, Steelers and get this first game in before they get it together. Don't fall into that trap. I This is another hot take. I think that this will be a defensive
1: matchup instead of an offensive matchup, which has never been the case for a Big Ben versus Tom Brady game. Um, but both defenses are really improved. Uh, the
0: quarterbacks are older.
1: I think this might be a running back and defense game.
0: Oh, I will say uh, Julian Edelman should feast. Um, oh, yeah. The slot corner, I can't remember his name for the Steelers, is not scary at all steven nelson right uh he's not scary at all um they do have a new linebacker in um reggie or uh, devin white devin bush. devin bush um sorry uh that is might cause he, some he problems in there the but field. julian Ederman, Julian Ederman should feast if yeah. any if any receiver in that game feasts, it'll be him yeah
1: i agree um next game is the buccaneers versus the 49ers And my tip here is to start every highly-drafted player in this game, uh, whether it be Mike Evans or Dante Pettis or O.J. Howard or Chris Godwin or any uh, George Kittle, any highly-drafted offensive player in this game. And then I will throw in Jimmy G should play pretty well. Uh, Jameis Winston should play pretty well. And my one little flyer for the week is, is that the guy that we talked about last week, Darre Agamwale, he's the pass-catching running back for this team, the Buccaneers team, and I think this is going to be a shootout. Neither defense is very good. Um, I think that this is going to be a pretty shocking game to watch both offenses go off. Not that that's <laughs> going to
0: continue all season, but I think this first game should be pretty exciting. I agree with you. Uh, on everything except for Ogunbowale, I'm not so sure. I mean, he might, but, you know. I oh, two
1: names I forgot to mention. Matt Braden and Tevin Coleman should both be really good this game. They're pass catchers and rushers. They're in Kyle Shanahan's offense. They should play really
0: well this week. Right, right. Uh, the whole Tampa Bay backfield, I, would, I, I wouldn't start any of them this week for sure. I, it's just... You can find better options. There's no guarantee of who. I mean, they have Peyton Barber at the starter. He said that, and uh, Bruce Arians said he's going with the hot hand. Um, so that can mean anything. It I will say Bruce Arians love
1: his loves his pass catching running backs. You look back to the, his time with the Cardinals when he had Chris Johnson and Adrian Peterson in front of uh, David Johnson, and David Johnson ended up going off. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Um, Darre is a really long shot. But he's the best pass catcher on the team. Um, Watch for if this is if there's going to be a week that you should possibly play
0: him, um, take a flyer. Why not this week? All right. Uh, My last game is the Raiders versus the Broncos on uh, Monday night, and this will be an interesting game. I think it'll (laughs) be pretty unexciting. I agree. Maybe except for Antonio Brown, but I think you can start Josh Jacobs. I'm just not so. Sh- I'm not really happy about it. Um, you said cautiously. Yeah, <laughs> I. You. It's definitely cautiously. The Denver D. De- that Denver uh, defensive line is just pretty scary. Bradley Chubb's there. Von well, no, Miller's there. coming around. He's he's everywhere, all over the field. That Denver D in general um, is really good. They have Vic Fangio as their coach now. is one of the best defensive minds in the league. I think that defense will be much improved on uh, on last season. Um, so you can start Josh Jacobs, and if he was on my team, I would start him um, for sure. You could be really unhappy at the end of the week. Yeah, though. I when you wrote this in there, I, was, I
1: really questioned it because most of these start sets are locked-in advice. they are sh- pretty much sure that this is going to happen. I don't think that this is a guarantee. I own, no I, I own a good amount of Josh Jacobs, and I'm questionable about playing him in my flex. But you drafted him for a reason. You drafted him in the third or fourth round for a reason. Might as well um, play
0: him. This is a tough start, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... And he's really my start out of necessity because, like I said, there's not going to be a ton of great pieces here. Uh, the Denver running game could be a bit of a bright spot. I think Philip Lindsey could get some good work in against the, against the Raiders. I, I I'm think surprised that the your Raiders' starter, defense is really bad, but yes. definitely don't don't even think about touching any qu- a quarterback in this matchup. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I'm surprised your start wasn't Joe Flacco. I mean... <laughs> So oh, geez. So this is this is a tough game, like you said. I don't think it's going to be very exciting. Josh Jacobs was your starter out of necessity. Um, I completely agree with that. Um, the last game that I'm going to talk about is our Monday night game. Should be a pretty exciting game, week one. And this is the Saints versus the Texans. Um, both offenses are top offenses. Both. Both defenses are pretty underrated. Well, the Texans aren't very underrated, but both defenses are pretty good. Um, And for that reason, the Saints defense, I think, is going to show up pretty well. And so I would say to sit Will Fuller and Kiki Kuti. Both Will Fuller looks healthy. Kiki Kuti does not. But this addition of Kenny Stills hurts their value tremendously, in my opinion. Maybe not this week one, but I still would not touch either one of them. Of course, you're going to start DeAndre Hopkins. I think Deshaun Watson will have a great quarterback one week here um but the rest of houston's offense
0: could be questionable uh i agree with all this um i would i would set these guys as well um will fuller has shown that when he plays and he's healthy he usually gets his but the saints and you know and I, I might be i might be willing to flex will fuller yeah it I, dep- agree. I mean it depends on roster construction of course but um I'd be looking for other options. Yeah. The one thing I will say about DeAndre Hopkins, you're starting him. He's he's going to be – he'll probably get his. He has a very tough matchup against Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore. Um, that he's going to have to overcome. And I I guess this is an overarching thing about a lot of uh, the wide receiver ones. Like, going back to the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey all day. Yeah. It's going to be a really tough matchup. You know, Juju is going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Um and Julio. If Julio plays, he's going to be shattered by Xavier Rhodes in Minnesota. So a lot of these uh, and guys... Antonio Brown's shadowed by Kareem Jackson. There's plenty yeah. of these guys. So a lot of these guys, um, you got to take with a grain of salt. You play them because these are your bona fide wide receiver ones. If you can't play them, who can you play? But if they have a bad week, um, especially this week, look at the team... A lot of times, it's it's a, just a really tough matchup. It's yeah, hard to get the ball. These these are really good defensive players. It do not overreact if one of because one of these top wide receivers will not have a good week yeah. this week. One of them, one of them will. Don't overreact. Don't sell them or something or freak out. It's okay. They'll yeah, be back. Hold strong. Yeah,
1: and all of these guys are getting back in the swing of things. They're their team's best option on offense, most likely. So they're, they haven't been playing them in the preseason. Mm-hmm. They've been taking them really cautiously in practice. So this week could be tough for those wide receiver ones, even some of those running back ones, but still play them. You have to. Absolutely. Um, so that's it for our start sits and for the episode. We really appreciate y'all tuning in again. Uh, make sure to share us with your friends. Um, we are excited to be back, and we'll be back next week.